I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hey, Sarah. Yay! Yay! We're back. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks and I'm so excited to talk to you. I know we're going to spend like quite a bit of time hearing about your race, but congratulations. I'm so stoked for you. Oh, thanks. Well, here's the thing. We also have to talk about your race. (laughs) Well, there is my race. I was, (laughs) I was actually, (laughs) I was thinking a joke with my team of like, well, I'm going to hear all about Sarah's race, but we're going to. I'm going to talk about our relay as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you not talk about the relay. I mean, that's way more interesting to me right now. <laughs> Who cares about the listeners? Amazing. Well, also because I feel like we should dedicate more time to yours. We'll, we'll leave that for the main part of the show. No, I did honestly like, okay, so in my team, um, we decided like at the last minute we were going to jump into like a, an Olympic distance relay. Um, and I did the swim. And our, our biker was Ellen Pennock, who was like one of Canada's best Olympic distance triathletes when, when she was at work. Um, and then, and then our runner had run 10 K once before in her life. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we got on a feisty gear and actually I was surprised. Like I'll just go straight to the point. I was like quite, first of all, it was so fun. Like I loved doing a relay. Just, I would do that again. Um, and also like, I loved like muscle memory is a thing. Like I haven't done swim training for like five years. No, you said you went and swam with your very pregnant friend. Yeah. I, I swam, I swim about, <laughs> yeah, no. And you're right. Like I swim about, once like, a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like it used to be like once a year. Now I'm up to about three or four times a year, the last couple of years. So like ramping it up, <laughs> and then, but then like, I like, it was weird. I just like showed up and like, I swear I swam about one minute slower than I would have when I was fit. Like amazing. It was like, I was like seventh or eighth out of the water. Sorry. There's like an airplane taking off or something. Outside. <laughs> um, seven or eighth out of the water, like a minute back from the leader, like the leader of the overall race. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it was yeah. a small local race. So it's not like, you know, it's not, not like an Olympian there, but like, you know, still I was like, how did that, it just came back to me. Like it just, I don't know. I just felt like I was for, for fifteen hundred meters. I could still move through the water. So maybe it was just you had so much pressure to not let your team down. Pressure. Seriously, you had to. You had to make sure that you were handing off to Ellen in a good position, and you had to step it up. Yeah. And we won the relay. The re- there were relays were all in one category, like whether you, they were all men, all women mixed, like they were just, it was a small race. There yeah. weren't that many teams, but like we run, we also won the relay division and our runner was like, she was amazing. She like cranked it out. No problem. Mm-hmm. The, I love it. So awesome. Um, I think I've only done one triathlon relay before and I, I quite enjoyed it. I think being, being first is clinch. 
because then you just, mm. you're hanging out, you know, you're not worrying about anything else. Being the swimmer. I'm so glad that, well, first of all, I don't even have a functional bike. So, but that, and then I, I feel like I would have put pressure on myself when, if I ran, Yeah, you know, like I would have been like, had a time in my head or something, but like swimming was just like, whatever, just do it. Yeah. So man, you're three times a year training program. I know it works. I I highly recommend it. No muscle memory. It's a real thing. Um, Anyway, I feel like we've lingered way too long on my race. (laughs) Let's see. Let's take a little break and then talk about the uh, the actual race. (laughs) The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your Inside Tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So, if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F E I S T Y. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that AminoCo's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 230 whoa, and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding.
Okay, so Sarah, before we chat, I we have a voicemail from one of our listeners, and I swear, like I this voicemail was in my inbox like the moment you stepped over the finish line. Hey, Sarah and Sarah, it's the Ninja Voicemailer. Um, just real quick, I wanted to wish uh, Sarah True a massive congratulations on that uh, win at Lake Placid. I spent the last like two hours watching all alone, all out in front. It was just a pleasure to watch. So smooth, so just controlled. Um, really, congratulations. It was, it, was a, it was a pleasure to watch and really just fantastic job. Way to go. I love this voicemail so much. You're so sweet. Um, also, the fact that you thought to leave a voice, voicemail as I'm racing mm. is just so awesome. The the fact that, you know, our listeners were following Iron Man like plastered and cheering me along. Mm-hmm. That, makes such a, that makes such a difference. So, Sarah, you're so low key. Like, you know, it's like, well, I knew that you must be, you must have been feeling fit because you were actually admitting that you were racing beforehand. <laughs> like that's the sign it's like that she's raised. you're just like I don't even know how do you set a course record in in Lake Placid like it's a that's an insane course how was your day I would I want to hear all about it I don't know uh I let's see I woke up at 3 30 I made breakfast in the bathroom because I didn't want to wake everybody up okay so uh, listeners that's the secret to success yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hide in the bathroom to make breakfast I right did there. the bathroom you, to make breakfast you heard it here uh <laughs> I don't know it was it was really nice having having Hawk and Ben there mm-hmm. um I got to spot them a couple times out in the course the swim so for for people who haven't done the race before the swim is pretty awesome it's it's a two-lap swim but there's kind of like a lane rope in the middle and you can follow it, which is I really remember cool. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that part's really cool. Uh, I don't know. I was just pretty conservative all day. Oh, Sarah, you are going to you are going to die. Okay. So I get out. I'm like, oh yeah, transition stuff. Like I've rem- I've done millions of these. No problem. Like I totally got this. Get on my bike. Like oh my goodness, what a fast transition. Like struggle a little to get in my shoes. Riding along, I'm like. Oh crap. I forgot to take off my swim skin. So I had rolled it down. Oh my God. I rolled it down to my waist. So uh, at least it was a swim skin and not a wetsuit. (laughs) Although maybe you would have remembered. Yeah. I would like to think I would have noticed the wetsuit in transition. So I have it. I have it just dangling in the wind. I'm like, well, shoot, what do I do now? I'm like, well, I'm not going to take it off right now in the middle of the course, because if I take it off and throw it on the side, I'll get like penalized for, for littering. So I guess I'll ride with it. So I just kind of tuck the sleeves in and I start oh riding. I'm like, oh my goodness. my Because these things are kind of tight, tight on your quads. Yeah. Like they're supposed they're not- to be like, <laughs> like to keep you like hydrodynamic in there. Totally. Yeah. So I'm feeling like, Oh, there's like kind of a hill out of out of town mm-hmm. I'm like oh my gosh I can't push any watts like I need first aid station I need to get the the stupid thing off so of course like Iron Man live there's a, a camera on me as I stop at the aid station and the the volunteer's like are you okay is anything wrong I'm like did you get no. off your bike you got off your yeah, bike and had to, to take this bike. swim skin off I had to take my swim skin off and just like 
chuck it to the side. I'm like, oh, bye-bye, orcas and skin. I'm sorry. You're awesome. Like, I'm never going to get you back, unfortunately. Uh, so some volunteer- well, Sarah and this podcast are sponsored by Orca. So if you, if you want a swim skin, you can bike in. <laughs> Go to orca.com. No, you just needed to be at the first aid station or- in Ironman like class and you would have gotten a free one. <laughs> oh, my God. So then I'm like, well, I feel silly. Let's see how many other dumb things I do today. Um, but thankfully, I didn't do that many other dumb to things. one dumb thing. Okay. Can I just pause for a second for, for anyone who doesn't know, this is your first Ironman win. Am I right about that? Yeah. 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 So despite like having several accolades, like a super fast run split, I remember on your first Ironman fourth in Kona, right? Yeah. 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 Um, you had never won Ironman before. So this is big. So I actually, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I'm, I'm happy about that. It's always nice to him. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, like, I, I wanted to finish, obviously. I think I'm more proud that it was a hot, it was a really hot day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, like, I, I walked through eight stations. Like, I definitely erred on the side of caution because I've had serious heat issues, uh, like, 2019. Like, I was passing out in races. I'm like, I am going to get through this race. And I got through the race and I didn't pass out and I was totally fine. Felt very like in control. The whole, the and it was time. a hot day. Yeah. So Sorry, I, I cut off your story like midstream. So like, I want to hear what happened after the aid station where you stopped and took off your, I don't know. <laughs> I rode my bike, ran a marathon, whatever, <laughs> ate some snacks. <laughs> Perfect. Went to the bathroom a few times. Oh. I also love how you're like, I wanted to finish. I'm like, you won the race and set a course record. No, but- <laughs> like, my goal was to finish the race. <laughs> but seriously, in the heat, I didn't know. And like going in, I didn't have really a lot of run miles in my legs. So I just, there's so much uncertainty. But the fact that I was able to finish in a really hot day, and, you know, like getting course record was nice because like, I guess when you win, you never know, uh, you know, where other people are in terms of, you know, field strength and where they are. But like, I think what's great about a historical race, like, cause Plas has been around for a while is that, you know, there are a lot of really fast people who've raced that course. Mm-hmm. And I, in some ways I'm not just racing myself, I'm racing them as well by, and knowing that I got the course record, um, it's kind of like, Oh, you know, all those people who've come on this course before me, like, okay, maybe I'm in better shape than I thought. (laughs) That's that's such a great, you know, when you're, you did say in the episode we did before we went on break that you, um, that you were just going to trust the program. You trusted your coach. You had only run for two hours. Like, sounds like that super paid off for you. Yeah, I think maybe in some ways just having, I mean, it's always nice to go up to into a race with no expectations um, and just exceed them. But I think also I probably was way more patient than if I had felt really fit on the run because I just would have like been like, yeah, let's just smash up this run course. So maybe, maybe I ran better you know, than I would have if I had been like, yeah, I'm feeling awesome. So what, like, what I, was your runtime? Uh, it was pretty slow. It was, I mean, for me, it's all relative. Uh, obviously it was like at three Oh four. Um, right. I mean that, that course is no joke. Mm-hmm. It's, 
It, it is. It's, it is like three hot, four of that like, course is amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't like, I had no time in mind other than just let's not blow up on the run. So I, I wanted to make sure that my first half wasn't faster than one thirty, Um, and then the second lap, I'm like, you know, I have such a, a big time buffer at this point. Let's just like, I don't need to push it. I'm going to walk through every single aid station, take all the Coke, take the Red Bull, stop off at the porta potty, visit that, you know, like stop <laughs> off at the porta potty. <laughs> this is a great goal. You, to, if you're going to win a race, be far enough ahead to not have to shit yourself. Totally. <laughs> to win. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> this is like life goals. <laughs> so, okay, let's be honest. Iron Man can be so boring that, like, I was looking forward to my porta potty visit. So <laughs> I mentioned that, like, you were like, will it be clean? Will there be toilet paper? Who knows? It's a mystery. <laughs> so, so, but it was more like, okay, when am I, when am I going to visit it? And I planned it like probably 20 minutes in advance. You like, did? Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to stop at that one right there. And like mentally, I'm like, got to get to the porta potty. Got to get to the porta potty. So it wasn't oh like a crazy urgent visit. Um, you know, if, if, if I had been very nervous about, you know, somebody catching me, I wouldn't have stopped at the porta potty. Um, but then again, like, I think I was just over nine hours. So maybe if I hadn't stopped at the porta potty, I would have been right under, but you know what? It was a very clean, very lovely porta potty. So I'm I'm glad that mentally it's like, yeah, mile 17 porta potty, I'm coming for you. <laughs> hey, I've had can we just like pause and do porta potty stories for a second? <laughs> because I have a couple good ones and then we'll come back. <laughs> there's a couple like so okay, this is like there's one with a bad ending, and then I'll tell them the good ending second. So like the bad ending was. One year in Kona, I had, I was having like issues in my back, like where I had like back spasms and someone had told me to take, um, just to like load ibuprofen ahead of time. Yeah. Not a good idea because also, yeah, ibuprofen, like it, it fucks with your, um, electrolytes. So like in Kona, not good. So by the time I got to Javi on the bike, like just on the bike, I had pulled over and it was like, like it was like coming out of both ends. Like I was just like a mess, a mess. And I had to ride back. That was like, it was my first time in Kona too. So that was awesome. And then, um, wait, so did you not make it to the porta potty? I made it to the porta potty. Okay. All right. Yeah. But it was like very, very unpretty. And then you're in this situation because like Javi, as you know, is like just like a little past halfway. Like you have to bike home. Yeah. And, and it's not close. Like you have to bike like 80 something kilometers home. <laughs> Just like, like it was not, it was not something I was recovering from, you know? It right. Was just, um, it wasn't like take on a little nutrition and like go like, uh, and then the other time was that actually was a really cool, like in, um, Cozumel, I had raced, like I was trying to do the double, like the, ba- like ba- racing back to back weekends. And <gasps> yeah. And I went to Cozumel, Cozumel was the second race and I came off the bike and it was hot and it was windy and I thought, oh, this is bad. I started running. Like, you just feel so awful. Like, I don't even feel like finishing. I don't care about anything. I don't even like whatever. Like, and then I went into, I remember like, okay, I had a, I had to have a porta potty stop. And this is why I related is because I felt the same as you. It was like, 
good. I get to stop running for a minute and go into this porta potty and have a little privacy. Just like, it was like something nice about that. (laughs) I went into this porta potty and I decided I'm like, no, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come out of here. I'm going to have some Coke and I'm going to run. Like I'm going to just run this race. And I ended up, I came around after like the, there's three laps in that course. I came around after the first lap and it was, um, maybe it was the second lap Marino Van Honacker. Do you remember him? He was yeah. like, Sarah, you're an eighth, which is like the first prize money place. I yeah. was like, say what now? Like, because as soon as I decided to run, I was running, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, what? And then I like managed to like, you know, claw my way, like a couple more spots up. So I was so glad I had this moment of reckoning in the porta potty where I'm like, I had to decide whether I was racing or not. Um, anyway, okay, onwards. It. You were looking forward to your. Oh no! Now I have to tell a porta potty story. Oh yeah, yeah. You so go. yeah, of course. <laughs> so Kona, 2018. Uh, for a while, I was in third place, mm-hmm. and I'm running along, running along, and like then I hit Energy Lab, and the wheels come off as I'm coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's just absolute drag, uh, really suffering GI distress. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. porta potty, I need you. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Ani Hag is just running me down. So I get to the aid station and there's somebody in the porta potty <laughs> and I'm just banging on the door. People are like, eh, excuse me, I need the There's somebody in there. Like, there's not that many people in front of you at this point. And there no, there's a volunteer. Oh, a volunteer. <laughs> Oh no. And you're like, Hey, I'm in third. Can I come? Can I go? To, can I use the porta potty, please? I oh, no. The bathroom. oh no. And she passed me not long after. And I, I made it to the finish line. It was not pretty, but yeah, at that moment, I'm like, you just have to laugh, right? You get to the porta potty and there's a volunteer in there just taking her good old sweet time. You're like, yeah, that's, that's, where I am right now. <laughs> that's how my day's going. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, so you're a porta potty trip oh, on yeah. this particular oh, I have to race. Go back to like where you, sorry. Yeah, back to very so. pleasant. Nobody was in there. <laughs> Excellent. There was no one there, and obviously the outcome was good for you. You you had time. You had a little buffer of time too. To do your yeah. business and continue yeah. on with the running. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I broke up my run and had something <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> what about other other things you do? Like I used to start drinking Coke halfway through the marathon, mostly. Sometimes I would start early, like if it's really bad, I'll be like, whatever. But like mostly I'd be like, just wait until you're halfway through and then you can have some Coke. Do you do things like that too? Yeah, so definitely this course uh, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go like eight station to eight station. It was nice because they had one basically every mile. So like I was taking Coke and water and like, I've never walked to the eight stations. And it's really nice because you're like, mm, I will take a little of this, a little of that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think you're walking through a buffet every mile. Totally. I mean, it's kind of a lame buffet. Um, <laughs> kind of lame. But- <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't fly in Vegas or whatever, but you know. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. So and then, you know, I ran across the finish line. They got mad at me because like probably three miles to go. They're like, you have to get your suit on and zipped up and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have time to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do it right away. Because um, mm-hmm. just, you know, following the rules and all that. Uh, 
Yeah. And then I cross. I, I hate those line. dumb rules. Yeah, Sorry. I know. <laughs> it's fine. But I, un- I understand. I crossed the finish line and I saw Ben and Hawk. And the first thing I thought was, oh, he's missing his nap time. <laughs> <laughs> you actually knew what time of day it was? Yeah, yeah. But Aww. it's it's such a cool course because it's it's really hard, really hilly. It was hot. Uh, but just beautiful, such a beautiful course. And like, you see this, uh, like the, the ski jump in the background and I don't know, like your, the transition is in the like speed skating oval. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. I thought I, oh, I went to that race very early on in my career. And then I also like 2004 or something like that. And then, uh, Ashley and I did coverage of it in we went and we did did our thing with like interviewing all the pros and going live on Facebook and all that that we used to do a few years ago um and I love that like just being there not racing you really I find well for me I took it I took in the surroundings a lot more so it's a great it is a wonderful place I I've heard that they may not have the race in the future. So I'm hoping that's not true. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what else is funny about that trip is that like in Canada, essentially that part of Ontario that's above New York state Mm -hmm. is like where everybody lives in Canada. (laughs) Right. So, but it's so, but in the U S like, at that part, they, that's way up north, like where nobody lives. And it's like, <laughs> so like when, when I, I drove there from my dad's house and, um, and when you're driving along, you're just in this super popular, you know, like on this like eight lane highway, you know, <laughs> you're driving along, and then you just kind of take a right hand turn and you cross the like this kind of mini border, like a very small border crossing. And then you're just, it's like, you're in the middle of nowhere. Like you're in the deep woods. Like nobody wants to live that far North in New York state, but everybody in Canada is like living right along the border. It's, it was quite a funny experience. And then we just drove like the side roads. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I, I, I hadn't thought of that. I, I hadn't thought of it either, but then like, of course, from their perspective, it's like way up North. Like, um, yeah. but from us, we're like, for us, we're like, this is the warmest place. Down we're just going to, yeah, we're just going <laughs> to wait out south here. <laughs> yeah. Pretty funny. Right okay. at our bathing suits. That's, that's right. <laughs> it's warm here one month of the year. We're staying here. <laughs> um, so, okay. Are you going to Kona? That is a tough question. Okay. So I'm working through it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have the baby. Um, you saw my baby. <laughs> you did not get rid of your baby after the win. Okay. <laughs> uh, I still have the husband who's training for a marathon uh, in November. And I'm starting grad school. So can one juggle all these things at the same time? I don't know, but I, I don't know. I think I'm going to be there anyway. So I'll be there for Zwift, uh, for the Tri Academy. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking. Okay. About it. I have some thoughts. Would you like them? Oh, yes. Okay. Now you can feel free to disagree with me. Okay. <laughs> However, an observation I've made yes. is that perhaps you are someone who, um, uh, performs fairly well with pressure being slightly off. 
I will have no pressure on me. <laughs> I'm not sure about that because of your performance, like this performance, I suspect there's a few people who will go, who have, will sit up and notice. Um, so there might be that. Um, but I think that like, I do think that like you could take, it's like, it's a pressure that you put on yourself. Right. Right. Not what other people put on you. Right. Yeah. So I feel like they're, they're probably, uh, mm, if I was you, mm-hmm. I would say like, like that you sort of have to, like, you just, pr- you literally just proved to yourself that you can race in the heat. Yeah. Well, so if, if I didn't rate, if I struggled in the heat, I'd be like, no way in a million years am I doing Kona again. Mm-hmm. But because I felt really comfortable and in control, um, like I could have raced harder than I I'm considering it, you know, it's just, it's just my, I want to be in the position where I can try to race, you know, at the, the pointy end of the race. Mm-hmm. And I know that it would be extraordinarily difficult given everything else I have to juggle over the next couple of months. Yeah. I understand that. So it's just like, Am I, am I willing to go and just try to fight for like a top 10? And I think I would. Yeah. I think it's worth it for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, I have to shift my mindset, um, a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there a way to, um, is there a way to get a little bit of help between now and then like to go, okay, there's like these six intense weeks in which, from between when your grad school starts and, you know, Ben's in intense training. Yeah. Um, sorry. Can you hear the, like, I don't know why suddenly there's like speed boats and planes outside my house. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that like to be able to like, have a little bit of extra help just for like a condensed amount of time. Yeah. So Hawk starts school. Um, Ooh. yeah, which will, cool. he's, he's, yeah, he's, <laughs> He's taking physics and mathematics, I assume. Uh, you joke, but <laughs> I actually signed up for this before he was born. Mm-hmm. And in the application process, I had to choose whether he would be full English, full Spanish, uh, Mandarin and English or Mandarin and Spanish. So, yeah. Can you imagine little baby like speaking Mandarin? <laughs> so what did you choose english spanish yeah english spanish kids those seem like practical for your location although mandarin what an interesting option totally mm-hmm. but yeah he can speak like he knows like three words in english i mean come on <laughs> have i ever told you the story about how like rosie because we used to take rosie when i would train in tucson in the winter i've told you this before right yeah like one of her first words was c <laughs> because so they didn't speak English at the daycare and I loved that right like, um, well that's good I'm someone who we, I to really believe in in teaching kids other languages as kids <laughs> that was um, oxymoronic but like that like because you because I have experienced this thing where I needed to be able to read a certain amount of languages for my PhD and I watched other people around me really struggle as adults if they only had one language to learn to then read German as an adult or read Greek as an adult. Whereas like the, that pathway was open in my brain where I could understand for whatever reason, um, because I had gone to a French school. So I think like, 
I, I'm a big believer and Rosie's at a French school, like an all French school too. Mm, mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that he's going to get fluent, but um, maybe down the road, it'll help. Yeah. So he's in a full day. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're like calling he, it school. That's so interesting to me. Like, yeah. as opposed to like daycare or day, like, well, it's, it's a Montessori school. Oh, um, you went from Montessori. I yeah. love that. I considered that too. I, I, I think it's a wonderful option. It's, it's a mile away from our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have this really cute, like woodland playground. So like in the woods, there are these, you know, logs and stuff that are the playground. <laughs> it's adorable. It's tiny. Yeah. So Hawk goes to Montessori all day. Yeah. 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 So, I learn Spanish and you're, yeah. and you can just be, you can ride your bike. Pretend well, you're on the Queen K. I, I have to go to class and, you know, do oh. class work too. <laughs> also that. <laughs> That's why he's starting. Yeah. And are you going to physical school? Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, super intense two days a week. Um, yeah. And it's like an hour 15 drive. Uh, yeah that's a challenge yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah, so the other five days a week i get to train and pretend like i'm doing my schoolwork. <laughs> right i don't know like first I, I don't think that like i don't think that's a sustainable life no. i think it's possible for six weeks yeah yeah you know like it's within the realm of possibility it's not um it's not like dumb to consider Right. It's just, I, I recognize it doesn't set me up for my best potential result. And that's, that's the trade-off and probably one I'm willing to make. I just have to decide. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder, I think there are some people for whom that trade-off makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think that you, you know, you have a lot of years of training under your belt you know, like you might be able to get away with a few things like setting course records when you feel like you're <laughs> underprepared, just, just saying. <laughs> well, I, I think no matter what I would go in, you know, just wanting to soak up the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times you have, you have good results when you are just in a good headspace. Yeah. That's so true. You yeah. Know? You might just set yourself up in the right way, you know? Yeah. 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 Although, yeah, I'd say take your time to decide. Do you have to decide? Do you have to like, so I, I took, you took your slot. I, I took my slot just, I didn't want to walk away from Lake Plus and say, you know, Oh, I wish I had taken that slot Mm -hmm. three weeks later because you know, that's hard to get back. It's Mm -hmm. easier to just say, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not going to do it if I take it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I'll be there no matter what, just like you, right? Yeah. You're going to be there. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So we just like, we actually just confirmed this kind of last week that we are going back to do our Kona coverage. I love Um, it. Kind of fun. And we're doing a 10 day, a 10, we're doing a 10 episode series. It's going to be a live streamed podcast and an audio podcast that will go on the iron women feed. Um, that's like, all about it's all around this idea the fact that we the women's race is a it's the first time that women have their women only race in Kona um 
I think there are two men's age groups though. I know right? there's, I think there's four actually. Four I mean, Yeah. So, so it's not a women's only day. Actually, I have to tell you, sir, a, a, a reporter called me about it. Like I still get those calls kind of like when, when there's a little bit of potential sexism rearing its head in triathlon, I get the call. <laughs> I, I like taking those calls. Cause I'm like, Oh good. You thought of me. Thank you. Um, but uh, how we had a little joke in our Slack channel, like women are not old men, like, because essentially like <laughs> Iron Man, they took, there's not as many women as men qualified because they decide how many people get to qualify, qualify. And they decided at last that they're not putting equal slots for, for men and women in the age groups. So at least not this year. And so the, um, there's less women, there's less people on the Thursday in total. So they shoved over all of the older men's age groups. <laughs> and then I think, yeah. And then randomly the 25 to 29 year old men, um, which I'm assuming has something to do with like reducing drafting a little bit, you know, although if they wanted to reduce drafting on the men's day, they could have taken another faster age group over too that might've like helped split up the race. I don't know what their intentions were, but it really felt like with the exception, maybe of that 25 to 29, that they were, it really still felt like Iron Man knows who their customers are, which are mostly like men between 30 and 55. And they're keeping them sweet. <laughs> they don't want to move any of those people to the Thursday, but they yeah. move the women over and they move, and they move the older age groups yeah. over. I just, I don't know. I, I would like, I, I don't think a lot of people loved that move. Um, but it sounds like next year we're going to have um, equal number of slots for all the women. So that will also be interesting. That's good. Uh, the one, the one thing that's really interesting is that, it's crazy, crazy expensive now. Kona's always been expensive, but because there are more bodies and the split day format. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Have think- you been looking into accommodation? So this is like side. <laughs> no, no. I, had. I, I, I don't know if yeah. that's why you said it was expensive, but I'm like, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, thankfully I have accommodation. Oh, because you were going with just, the whole time. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. hearing, hearing from other people that it's, it's normally outrageous, but, uh, yeah, I mean that factors in like, if, if I, if I didn't have accommodation because I, you know, this is how I'm making a living. Like there's no way I would go to Kona this year Mm. because it would be too, the prize money does not balance out. Doesn't balance out. Yeah. Yeah. What, you know what we're thinking of doing? (laughs) This is funny, but it's like, it's just way cheaper. And we've got a team of three, maybe four going. So we might just fly out on the Saturday. (laughs) I was going to ask. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. I'm actually, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. It's like, I I thought about it. I'm like, would I really, would I feel like, oh, I really want to stay and watch the men's race. I'm like, I don't really know that I deeply care. Like all other years that I'm there, like, like I like the men, you know, especially as years go by, I know less and less of them, but like, you know, in past years, people that I know personally, that would be the connection right to the men's race. But like, as time goes by, I just don't feel connected to it. Whereas like when the young women come through, even if I don't know them, you know, I know like Alyssa and Haley have had them on the podcast. Like I feel connected to the, the next generation of women coming through um, in some way, like, I just, I'm like, hmm, I think maybe we'll just fly out 
Saturday, totally. Just like oh, yeah. the question is, how do you get to the airport? Uh, I think we're gonna stay in Waikoloa, actually. And okay, I'm just thinking like traffic oh, yeah. wise, because it's on the course. Basically. Great question. Well, you'll see us walking along the side of the highway with our, <laughs> with our bike boxes. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I'll be like, there's Sarah and her crew getting to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think there's a way to go up. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, no matter what, I think that's very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you're there for the women's race. Why mm-hmm. would you stay through the men's race? Yeah. Like I don't, if I wanted to watch it, I, I would have, but like not for like, you know, we're talking like hundreds of dollars per flight per yeah. person, you know, no. yeah. that's a good way to save a little money. So there we go. It's happening. We're, I love it. We're just coming for the women's race. I'm yeah. excited. We get to see each other in IRL, man. I know. Okay. So will you come when, what are your dates? Why are we talking about this in the podcast? Okay. Let's talk about this after. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> I definitely would like you to be in the studio and, and have a little time with us. Okay, that. cool. Okay. Awesome. Um, okay. Let's take a little break and then do some, I rock because. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. That's Iron Women, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, Iron Women 1515 at orca.com. All right, Sarah, why do you rock? I don't know. Can I, okay, I will, okay, I'll do this. I'll combine, I had a secret animal story that I'm storing up. So I'll just combine it with the IROC because, but like, um, so uh, Jamie brought Rosie and I uh, a couple paddle boards because we live steps from the ocean here. Um, And so we, Jamie and I went paddle boarding and then Rosie and I went out. Well, I I posted a picture on Instagram and everyone commented about how unexcited she looked. She refused to go on her own board and she didn't want to paddle, but we went. Um, anyway, so I was kind of proud of myself because I came home from work. I was really tired. I had a lot on this week and some stressful things to take care of. And then I, uh, when I like forced myself, like, okay, we're going out there. We're, um, we're going out on the paddle board, forced myself out the door, despite wanting to take a nap, very much wanted to take a nap. And we paddled out about like a hundred meters and there were two seals on a little rock island just right away. And then as we got closer, I realized it was a mama and a baby. And we were like, this would have never happened if I hadn't made the effort to go 
um, to go paddle boarding and force myself out there, but we were, and it was great for Rosie and I, like we got within, I don't know, 10 feet or so of a mama seal and a little baby that was maybe a foot and a half long. Oh, so cute. It was so cute. And we sat there for a while and we watched them and it like suckled a little and then they, they napped as seals do. It's pretty cute. That anyway. is really cute. So did Rosie end up enjoying it because she saw the seals? Yeah, I think so. By the okay. end, she's like always, you know, she always sort of comes around. Well, generally, not always, generally tends to come around and say. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot can, of noises on Can you bed. hear that? Yeah. I should have shut the door. Next time I'll shut the doors. Um, anyway. We're, we keep it casual on this podcast. We keep it casual. The, <laughs> the float planes can land outside. We don't care. Make as much noise as you want. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I rock because I forced myself to go out and then it totally paid off because seals are my favorites. And Rosie was happy. So. I love it. Um, I didn't really come up with anything good. Oh, I I rocked because when we're walking back from the race and I was hungry, I got not just French fries, but also tater tots. Oh. And I felt really good about it. Did you, okay, how does this go down? I need to like, so you're like walking and you see a place and you're like, can we go get some French fries in here? Or like, were you going for dinner and then decided to get the fries with a side of tater tots or like, how did this happen? No. So we walked into, it was basically like a little grocery store mm-hmm. and I, I, I was feeling kind of nauseated didn't oh, really had- want to eat mm-hmm. and walked in, you know, still before my shower, still mm-hmm. gross. Like right. Are you like still in your kit. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You were like, yeah, hundred percent. And I'm like, I'll get some seltzer. And I'm like, you know what I want? I want, seltzer? <laughs> I want chicken fingers. Cause Ben yeah. was like, no, Sarah, you really actually need to eat some food. And I'm like, you know what sounds good. They're like making chicken fingers back there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, how about tater tots? Like, wait, the chicken fingers also come with fries. Like that's okay. Tater tots, fries, and chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I felt good about it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So that's that's why I rock because I had a meal that was all brown fried food. <laughs> <laughs> it was one, one time at Ironman Canada. I went to Wendy's like twice in like 12 hours or something. Like I think I think I like, went there. We I went there like for dinner and had and I had the same thing. I had a baconator. Oh gross. But awesome. <laughs> a baconator. Imagine eating something called a baconator. Yeah, I had a baconator meal and then went to watch the rest of the race. And then on the way home was like, I'd feel like another baconator. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a second baconator. But I feel like I recovered faster. Like the amount of calories you get in with two baconator meals in one for sure. In one day is like you're you're like good to go. You could train the next day. Oh yeah, I felt I felt great the next day. My <laughs> French fries, tater tots, and chicken fingers. Eating is the answer for so. sure. For sure. Okay, Sarah. Well, um, from me and all of our listeners, I'm sure congratulations again on an amazing Ironman race. Oh, thanks. It's it's fun being out there. I mean, I I okay, let's let's be honest. It's not all day is super fun. You go through <laughs> some low points. It's not? No. <laughs> There are some points where you're like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? And then you come back around and you're like, no, nah, actually, this is pretty awesome. And did you at any point during the day retire forever from Ironman racing? 
No, no. See, there you go. I feel like it's a sign of a good race. If you don't retire mentally during the race, I think you're good. Yeah. But, uh, but they're definitely like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was short lived, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it was, it was a good experience. I I enjoyed being out there. You you never know. Uh, I think sometimes we forget how important it is to take breaks even from the things we like and i really the taking taking a break a multi-year break from iron man um it made me really appreciate it more Mm. yeah yeah i love that yeah so i hope that you know our listeners if if they've taken a bit of a break from from triathlon maybe they get inspired by sarah or me, whatever, you know, <laughs> the relay. <laughs> yes. Hopefully yeah. they've been inspired by my relay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as, as always, we, we love your voicemails. Please, please send them in. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. Oh, 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 oh